Welcome to episode nine of the LG Hoops podcast. I'm your host, Logan Greenwell. This episode, I will be recapping the games that I attended uh, this past weekend, and we'll also be previewing this upcoming week's games. On Friday night, I made my first appearance uh, to Carmel's Gym when they played the Lawrence Central Bears. Whenever I saw this game on the schedule, I knew I needed to get up there. I was excited to get to see Kamari Jones, the 6'4 Western Carolina commit for Lawrence Central. Unfortunately, on Thursday night, he sent out a tweet saying that he was leaving Lawrence Central and he was attending Hillcrest Prep out in Phoenix, Arizona for the remainder of his senior season. I'm not sure what happened and why he decided to transfer after two games, but I wish him nothing but the best. Uh, He's a fantastic player that he scores at all three levels, and whenever he's locked in, he's one of the better defenders in the state. But getting to this game, it it was dominated from the opening tip to the final buzzer. Uh, and it all started with Carmel's uh, Sam Orm. He's a 6'8 Belmont commit uh, that scored 21 points. He's always been a knockdown shooter, but he showed his full arsenal on the offensive end, including going to his post-up game and hitting two straight baby hooks over his left shoulder. That was something I really had never seen out of him before. He had Mostly been a spot-up three-point shooter, especially during the AAU season playing on the EYBL. Uh, There were other guys on that team that could really score on the low block or they had guards that could really finish at the rim. Uh, Basically, he was just a floor spacer. Uh, But when it comes to the high school season, he knows that he's the go-to guy and he uh, he needs to be able to do more. And he did exactly that. He he played. That was the best game that I'd seen him play. And he just for Carmel to be successful this year, he has to play like that every single game. As far as Lawrence Central losing Kamari Jones is really tough. Uh, he's like I said, he's one of those guys that can really score the basketball. Uh, it really leaves Dejon Craig uh, in a bad situation because Dejon is a guy that can go out and get his own bucket, but he's he also works better with a sidekick. He uh, he would rather facilitate and get other guys involved rather than be the main focal point of the offense. And unfortunately, now he's going to have to be that guy along with Josh Mickens who is a six foot four post player uh, that he could also very well be on the outs. Also, he's a four-star recruit in football. He just recently decommitted from LSU. And all signs are pointing to him committing to Ohio State and possibly enrolling at the end of the semester. So it just... It's just snowballing, really, for Lawrence Central. They have a fantastic coach in Al Gooden, and Dejan is a straight baller, but it may just be a rough season for him. 
Uh, Carmel ended up winning this game 62-34. to Like I said, they dominated from the tip to the final buzzer. Uh, Dejon Craig did have 13 points and hit multiple threes, but it just, it just wasn't enough. Moving on to Saturday, I attended the Sneakers for Santa shootout at Brownsburg High School, and it was a well-put-together event. Uh, Brian Owens, who is the head coach of the Indy Heat 17U EYBL, uh, works for Allstate and put this together Everyone donates a pair of shoes, and it just goes to a great cause. But this this event was loaded. Uh, all four number one teams in the four classes in Indiana were were here. Uh, number one in one A Bloomfield. They played game one against uh, North Central. Uh, 2A number one, Linton Stockton, played the fourth game of the day against Heritage Christian and uh, Miles Colvin, who is a Purdue recruit. I'll talk about him once I get to it. 3A number one, Northwood, played in the second game. And then in the nightcap was 4A number one, uh, Cathedral, and they played a nationally ranked uh, Centerville Elks team out of Ohio who features uh, four-star Indiana commit uh, Gabe Cups. And if that name sounds familiar, he's the kid that was in eighth grade that challenged LeBron James to a three-point shooting contest. Uh, so he's always been in the spotlight. And uh, once I get to that game, that was a really exciting game. But going in order, recapping from the first to last game, uh, it was Bloomfield versus uh, North Central first. And it started off as a fast-paced game. Uh, North Central was ahead 20 to 16 after the first quarter. Joey Brown, uh, six foot six uh, guard wing combo, uh, really showed his versatility. He was a he was the main facilitator on the offensive end, but he really got his scoring going. Uh, he knocked down a three. He was getting to the rim uh, basically any time he wanted. Uh, when the game really turned in the first half was when 6-1 sophomore guard Poppy Rivera uh, checked into the game. Uh, He really came in, provided instant offense, uh, and scored uh, 10 points in the first half, knocking down uh, two threes and really just uh, pushing the pace. He pressured the ball on defense and just one of the better performances I had seen out of him. Uh, 6'1 freshman guard Blake Neal uh, led the way for uh, Bloomfield. Uh, he was he was knocking down three-point shots like it was nothing. I mean, they were leaving him open, and the bright lights, they weren't, they weren't bright at all for him. He, he came in prepared, and he did what he needed to do. North Central did end up winning that game. Uh, 79 to 52. Uh, they they were basically the bigger, more bigger, stronger, more athletic team. Uh, Peter Combs, who's a six eight uh, senior for Bloomfield, played really well, but you could tell that uh, the length and uh, 
athleticism for North Central really bothered him. He still ended up with 16 points, uh, and he's going to be an absolute load at the 1A level. Uh, Left-handed, soft touch around the basket. uh, Has a good-looking jump shot to where he could probably stretch the floor, uh, but he did not knock down a three in this game. And he's also skilled to where he can uh, play on the perimeter and uh, make a straight-line drive. So he's he's a talented player that Bloomfield will be a team to watch uh, because of him. In game two, it was the defending 3A state champions, the Beach Grove Hornets, uh, playing the number one 3A team in Northwood. And on paper, I honestly thought uh, Northwood would kind of run away with this uh, over the summer. Uh, Beach Grove's best player, Anthony Ball, uh, left the program. He's now at Decatur Central. And I knew they had uh, guards coming back in Jaleel Edwards and Jeremiah Tate and Jeremiah Alexander. But I just didn't know how they would match up with all the skill and length of Northwood. But they, they stuck right with them. You know, Northwood would get up, you know, five or six points. And then Beach Grove would just keep battling back, battling back. You know, uh, they were led by six foot six senior Cam Brown. I'm not sure what his stats are like uh, for the year, uh, but he played really well. He knocked down uh, three threes, two threes, sorry, uh, and just he was he would just played aggressive. He uh, he went on a personal seven zero run. Uh, in the second half to get them back uh, into the game. Uh, they ended up beating Northwood 55-51. to 51. Uh, Ian Rash, he's a Grace College commit, had 19 points for Northwood. Cade Brenner is a physical 6'3 guard that's committed to Huntington. Uh, had 13 points. I expected a little more out of him. He's a knockdown shooter, uh, but he really struggled with his shots. He had multiple wide-open threes that he just missed. Uh, I would have liked to see him get to the basket more instead of settling. But the Jeremiah's played really well also for uh, Beach Grove. Jeremiah Tate, Jeremiah Alexander, two guards that are returning starters on their state championship team. Uh, both had 10 points, and they were just key down the stretch. Uh, that was that was one of the more competitive games that I saw on the day, and it came out of surprise to me that Beach Grove ended up winning. Uh, they proved that they will be a, a key factor in the 3A tournament this year. In Game 3, it was Gary 21st Century, versus Zionsville, and this is a game that was between two contrasting styles. Zionsville has a one of the best inside-out duos in the state in Penn State commit, Logan Imes. Uh, he's a six-foot-four guard, and they have 6'9", uh, big man Nick Rehart, who is committed to UNC Charlotte. They want to they want to slow the game down, uh, work it around, and get it down to Rehart 
or get it into the pick and roll to where they can use their size and length uh, to their advantage. Gary 21st, I've talked about them uh, in a previous episode. They are a team that wants to use their speed and athleticism, pressure full court, and create absolute chaos all over the floor. And that's that's what they did. Uh, at the half, uh, Zionsville was leading by 10 points. The second half started, and Gary 21st went on a 6-0 run, uh, and all of it was on Ashton Williamson. He's a six foot four guard that's lightning quick, uh, led the state in assist last year, uh, almost averaged a triple double as a junior. He's a low to mid major D one guy, in my opinion. Uh, but he showed he showed his versatility in this game where he scored he scored twenty points and a lot of it was in the second half. Uh with uh about a minute to go, uh Ashton Williamson drove the lane and found uh freshman Terrence Hayes in the right corner for a three. Brought the score to sixty to fifty-nine. Uh obviously they had to play the foul game with no shot clock in the state of Indiana. They put Logan Imes to the line and he ended up splitting them and they had a chance to tie it. Uh but Ashton Williamson missed their missed the uh missed the game tying shot. Uh DJ Moss did get the offensive rebound, uh, but he ended up uh driving in and getting it blocked by Nick Rehart, and they ended up having to foul with less than a second left. And the final score ended up being sixty two to fifty nine. Uh like I said, Ashton Williamson had twenty points and DJ Moss and Quentin Floyd had 14 and 13. Uh, Nick Rehart had a double-double with 20 points and 10 rebounds. And Logan Imes had 20 points in the win. So that's what it came down to. Uh, basically, Gary 21st, uh, they wanted the game to get into the 80s. And Zionsville is comfortable playing it in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And they've never really got... Uh, in a track meet like Gary 21st wanted. Uh, they were able to speed Zionsville up a bit, but just in the end, just too much uh, too much size and length for uh, Gary 21st. You know, Logan Imes going to Penn State for a reason. Uh, he was calm, cool, and collective down the stretch, and uh, they really didn't have uh, a matchup for Nick Rehart. He... Uh, he basically feasted in the paint the entire game. In game four, it was Heritage Christian versus uh, number one in 2A, Linton Stockton. Uh, Heritage Christian features uh, four-star, six-foot-five Purdue, uh, Purdue recruit, uh, Miles Colvin. Uh, and he he is a pro, in my opinion. He's... He he has the physical tools to be an NBA player someday. Uh, he just he has those moments in a game where kind of forgets that he has teammates. Uh, he's not a guy that really uh, makes teammates better. He's 
he's out to get his points. And that's not a bad thing because he's by far the most talented player on the floor uh, every single night. Uh, but there's a reason that he's about 500 as a high school basketball player in 2A and now he's 3A. With a talent like that, he just he's right now he's not a winner. And I think once he gets to Purdue, uh, Matt Painter is going to have to coach that out of him. Uh, this game was really a 20-point game most of the way, 17, 18, 19 points most of the way. Uh, Joey Hart and Logan Webb came out firing and never really looked back. Logan Webb is a six foot three guard that uh, NAIA and maybe even low D ones should be taking a look at. Uh, he had twenty three points on six three point shots, um, and that's really not what he does best. He's he's a good shooter, but he's a physical guard that would probably rather uh, take his mismatch down on the block and post up. Joey Hart. On the other hand, he's a Central Florida commit, going to go to the Big 12, and he's going to contribute right away. He just knows how to play. He knows how to win uh, and does all the little things on top of being one of the best scorers in the state. Uh, he had 21 points, uh, hit f- uh, four threes. Uh, he has a sm- silky smooth jumper that gets great elevation off the floor and this game was just really not really not close. Uh, there was plenty of highlights where Miles Colvin had some impressive dunks. Uh, Joey, Joey Hart ended up getting a, a late dunk to basically seal it, uh, put him back up by 12 points. And Linton ended up winning 64 to 52. In game five, it was the Heritage Chills Patriots versus the host school Brownsburg. And this was just like uh, the game before. Uh, It was basically over before it started. Uh, Brownsburg features one of the best junior classes in the state, uh, highlighted by six foot eight sophomore. Cannon Catchings, who's uh, committed to Purdue. Uh, he really did it all for the Bulldogs. He scored uh, – how many points did he have? He ended with 23 points. He hit multiple three-point shots. But a lot of his points came in the first quarter off of uh, transition. Heritage Chills just didn't – it was a bad matchup for them. They're a younger team uh, with guards that really couldn't handle the pressure. They had missed shots or turnovers that Brownsburg really took advantage of. The bright side for Heritage Chills was Trent Sisley. He's a four-star, 2025 recruit, six foot eight, uh, really a small forward. He. He ended up having 30 points in the 23-point loss to uh, Brownsburg. Uh, kind of struggled in the first half, but really, really took over as much as he could in the in the second half. Uh, 
knocking down three-point shots, uh, getting in the lane, using his mismatch, and uh, scoring at the rim. But Brownsburg ended up winning this game, like I said, uh, by 23, 73-50, and it really wasn't, wasn't a close game at all. The next game in Game 6 was the Battle of the Big Men. It was Kokomo versus the number two 4A team in the state, Ben Davis. Uh, Kokomo obviously features six foot ten five-star junior Flory Badunga, who, in my opinion, is arguably the best in-state prospect since Greg Oden. He's that dominant. He was in a little bit of foul trouble this game. Uh, picked up two quick ones, so had to sit most of the second quarter. He did end up uh, checking back in in the second quarter to finish the half. But uh, he was just dominant on uh, the entire game. He uh, scored 16 points. Uh, ha- I had him with 16 rebounds, but I've seen other uh, – other sides had him uh, credited with 19 rebounds, and he had seven blocks. Uh, and that's going against a Division One big man in Zane Dowdy for Ben Davis, who's committed to Valpo. He's Flory is just something else. He reminds me of a mixture of Oscar Shibway, who's at Kentucky, and um, athleticism of Ben Wallace and Bam Adebayo. He's only been playing the game for four years, and to have the physical tools that he has is just amazing. Once he adds more skill to his game, he he's already a problem. He's he's going to be a, a monster college basketball player and will definitely be an NBA prospect. But... Talking more about the game, it was it was a back and forth game to where uh, Ben Davis would get a lead and Kokomo would come firing back. That's how the third quarter started, uh, or no, the fourth quarter. I'm sorry, uh, they were up. Uh, ben Davis was up forty six to forty, or no, forty six forty one, and they ended up. Uh, going on a run, taking the lead at 48-46. to And then the next three possessions that Ben Davis had on the offensive end, Flory picked up three fouls and ended up fouling out, ending his night. From there, Ben Davis took over the lead and never really looked back. Uh, Ben Davis was led by Zane Dowdy with 13 points and eight rebounds. Uh, the skill that he has added to his game, along with his relentless motor, uh, is going to make him a solid big man in the Missouri Valley. And they also uh, got 10 points from K.J. Wyndham. Uh, he's a top 50 recruit in the uh, junior class. Game 7 was a game between two nationally ranked programs, uh, Centerville, Ohio, uh, featuring Gabe Cups, who uh, is committed to Indiana, and Cathedral uh, features uh, five-star Michigan State 
commit Xavier Booker. Probably the front runner for Mr. Basketball, I would say, going into the season. Uh, he He's a guy with the skill that to do everything on the floor. Just to me, like I've said before, it's motor issues that that bother me. Centerville also featured uh, a, another four-star uh, junior in Jonathan Powell. He's a six-foot-six uh, wing uh, that played really well. But with all this uh, talent, basketball talent on the floor, Jerron Tibbs, a six-foot-four guard that is committed to Purdue to play football, uh, he really took over. Uh, he scored 33 points on one, two, three, four, five. On he hit six threes, and that was that was something that Jerron had never really done. He's a solid he's a solid player that can get you 15, 20 points a game. But this, I believe, is a career high of 33. He uh, they just never had an answer for him. Uh, he would obviously knock down his open jump shots. He would run the point. He would find other guys, uh, just getting everybody involved. And he was just the ultimate team player and played really well. Uh, Cathedral ended up winning uh, 64 to 58 uh, in this matchup. Gabe Cups, the Indiana commit, uh, ended with 25 points. That was that was a Solid performance. As far as my uh, sneakers for Santa MVP, I gave it to Jerron Tibbs just because he was he was the best player on the floor uh, in a game featuring nationally ranked players. Uh, like I said, 33 points. That's just outstanding for him. Moving on to the games that I will be attending this week. On Friday, I will be traveling to New Albany uh, to watch uh, Rock Creek Academy versus Christian Academy. Uh, Rock Creek Academy features uh, two big men, uh, seven-footer Mariel Deeper, uh, who has some low-major Division One interest. Uh, he's a guy that hasn't been playing basketball real long. I remember seeing him as a freshman and being excited and was a bit underwhelmed uh, by the lack of skill, but He's continued to get better. They also have uh, 6'8", Jaleb Treat, who's receiving some NAIA and Division Three offers. For Christian Academy, they have high-scoring sophomore guard Joshua Renfro. Uh, I'm really excited to see him. I've seen some highlights of him uh, over the summer in some open runs with some other high school and uh, current college players. And he can score it. Uh, they had a little league over the summer, and it seemed like every other week he was scoring forty in that, in the, in those leagues in the open runs against current college guys. So I'm excited to see him. On Saturday, unfortunately, I won't be able to make it, but I'll be watching the live streams. Uh, I'll be uh, watching the Forum Tip Off Classic at Southport at noon. There's the battle of the uh, defending state champions. Uh, North Davies plays Beach Grove. Uh, that's a major 3A matchup that could potentially be a 
semi-state matchup. Uh, game two features Norwell versus Franklin Central. Norwell has Beth, Beth, Bethel commit Luke McBride. Uh, Franklin Central has 5'10 guard uh, Danny Flanagan and one of the top freshmen in the state in six foot seven EJ Hazlitt. At 3.30 in game three, it's Crown Point featuring AJ Lux, who's a Bellarmine commit, six foot five guard, uh, versus the host Southport, who I've talked about before. They they featured uh, future Division One guard AJ Dantzler, uh Keon Miller, who just recently uh, received an Anderson offer along with his teammate Jaden Pinkston, and they also have six six big man uh, Nickens Limba. In game, uh, in game four, it is Bloomington North uh, featuring Vanderbilt commit Jaqueline Roberts versus Fishers. This is an intriguing matchup because I'm assuming that JQ Roberts will guard Jalen Harrelson, the five-star sophomore out of Fishers. Uh, if they do, if they guard each other, uh, I think you might as well take everybody everybody else off the floor and just let those two go at it because uh, they will put on a show. In the next game at 7 p.m. is the Penn Kingsman versus the Zionsville Eagles. Uh, Penn has Notre Dame guard commit uh, Marcus Burton uh, leading the way along with 6'8 senior Josh Gatetti, who has a couple – Division one offers an interest. I believe his offer is from uh, Air Fo- the Air Force Academy. And then I've talked about Zionsville. They have uh, Penn State commit Logan Imes and UNC Charlotte commit uh, Nick Rehart. At 8.30, the nightcap is the big game, a regional, uh, regional rematch of last year. It's number one versus number two, the Indianapolis Cathedral Fighting Irish versus the Ben Davis Giants. Uh, this game, it's all about guard play. You know, Cathedral has some talented guards on their roster, but they have struggled uh, this year uh, really finding a rotation. Ben Davis comes at you at waves. So that that game should has a lot of – a lot riding on it, and it should be – a great game, and that should be a great day of basketball. With that being said, that is it for Episode 9. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you like my work, you can follow me on Twitter at L Greenwell Hoops. You can send a request to join the L Greenwell Hoops Facebook page. Uh, follow, follow me on my website, uh, at greenwellhoopsblog.wordpress.com and I also have a YouTube channel uh, L Greenwell Hoops it will just have the highlights of the games that I attend the single games that I attend it won't have any of the uh, single day shootouts uh, just the single games but thank you again for listening and have a wonderful night and stay hooping.